to The Pleasure Map, where blissful women and passionate men meet on the road to love. I'm Layla Blackwell, blissful woman and relationship revolutionary, your love and intimacy strategist taking you on the adventure that is love here in the Own Your Power studio in beautiful South Florida. Our radio show and programs are designed to enhance and deepen the power of love in relationships by feeding the feminine essence and maximizing the masculine spirit, ultimately creating stronger bonds and even more solid families. I'm here today with my Latin lover, Nelson, who has been my incredible hubby for over 20 years. Thank you, my love. You know, it's always a pleasure to be here with you. and watching you in that beautiful dress. Um, and I'm excited about doing the show with these brilliant minds that we're here to talk with today. I am stoked. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you ever feel frustrated by intimate relationships, don't understand men, don't understand women, feel misunderstood or unappreciated in your love life, aren't having enough good quality sex, have lost your drive for sex, have lost your drive for sex with your significant other, or just want a powerful, soulful, lasting union with the one you're with or the one you have yet to find, then you're in the right place right now. Yeah. Well, we ask everybody to open your heart and your mind, and we explore manufactured families. That's right. Not the kind that are made in the factory, but sold on the shelves in our stores, but looking at the trend towards choosing and expanding family beyond the family we're born into. I really love this topic because um, it's something that we have done in our lives, and I know a lot Absolutely, of people who have yeah. done, not consciously, just mm -hmm. recognizing we we become so close to the people we choose to bring mm -hmm. into our lives, and they often have a deeper impact on us now in our adult lives and on our children's lives than the families that we were even born into. Absolutely. So. Tonight, we're going to take you on a very unique journey toward the mastery of love and intimacy, which is the ultimate treasure at the end of the pleasure map. So you're going to want to stick with us so we can take you there. You can find out more about our programs and coaching at LaylaBlackwell.com. You know, I can't wait to get uh, going with this topic. We have done some incredible things here in our love nest, my love, and so it's a pleasure. But recently, we explored what is love with Chris Checky, a licensed and practicing therapist here in South Florida. He helped us clearly distinguish between a loving relationship based on freedom and codependent relationship based on neediness. Yes, I loved chatting with him. His That's perspective awesome. resonates with me, mm -hmm. and I know our chat will touch our listeners too. One of our most recent shows was Love Alchemy with Kevin Walton. Yeah. He is an actor, founder of the Light Beings community, and CEO of Twilight Entertainment Group. We had a very enlightened conversation with him and Devorah Riga, who's a doula, on the power yeah. of masculine and feminine energy and how to play with it in our relationship dynamics. This is one of my favorite things to explore, as most people know, and is a huge part of my work. I've been in the process of rolling out programs for men and women in this area. I am a featured author in the book Essential Wisdom, Personal Development and Soul Transformation. Um, and one of the authors read my chapter on love and energy, all about masculine and, fem and feminine coming together. And he asked to work with me to facilitate the Man of Passion group. Yeah. Uh, his name is James Ewing. So now, in addition to the Blissful Woman group, we'll be able to offer a group for men because we've That's got a, so a wonderful man to lead it. Absolutely. If you want to catch those shows and others, check out the podcast on ownyourpowerlifestyle.com. Today, we're going to explore manufactured families. And what exactly is that? Yep. Um, I'm coining this term, manufactured family, in reference to the shrinking world and our tendency to yeah. choose our family today. Well, before we meet our guests, let's get started with our discussion. Let's take a quick break, and we'll come back to the pleasure map. And Sandra Sawyer and Steph Stanford will be joining us in the love nest. But now, let's listen to some tunes here on Own Your Power Radio. Do you want more manageable hair? Is it dry and brittle? Got split ends? Nefertiti Secrets is an innovative system infused with a unique blend of nature's most nourishing ingredients, including moringa oil, keratin protein, aloe, sage, and rosemary extracts. Our formulas contain natural remedies that were used by ancient Egyptians. This amazing system will transform your hair with regular use and creates hair that's softer, silkier, and more beautiful than ever. Embrace royalty. For more information and to purchase your own products, go to NefertitiSecrets.com.
Welcome back to The Pleasure Map. I'm Layla Blackwell in the love nest with my hubby Nelson and our gorgeous guest tonight. Yes, tonight's topic, manufactured family. Tonight in the love nest with Layla and Nelson. We have Steph Stanford, the happiness expert. She's a professional speaker and lifestyle expert. She teaches people how to take the crazy out of love and life. Steph is also the author of Happy Ain't That Hard. And coming up is Grandma's Guide to Getting and Keeping a Man. Hey, hey, everybody. Hey, thanks for having me. We also have Sandra Sawyer. She's a social worker and trainer and owner of I Am Set Inc., a company that specializes in seminars, events, and trainings with a twist throughout South Florida. Happy to be here. Welcome to both of you. You've both been in our love nest before. We have. Sandra, you were here with your hubby, George. Yes, I was. (laughs) We had a good time. We had a good time. Hot couple. We had a blast talking about making sure love relationships are bonds. Not bondage. Not bondage. Mm -hmm. Unless you like that sort of thing. (laughs) There we go. (laughs) I refer back to that show often. And Steph, you were here with us too with Jorge Otero. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yes. That was a lot of fun. When we yeah, had our crazy. chat about lust versus love, mm-hmm. we kind of put you on the spot. We had a lot of fun there. You really did. <laughs> <laughs> and we've all, we've all worked together before. Yes. And we might be working together again soon. Oh, yes. yeah. Okay. You know, we're going to give everybody a little more time at the end of the show to tell us more about their work and how listeners can connect with them. But right now, I'm excited to get this going, and um, I would really want to more than scratch the surface on the manufactured families. Yes, okay. So let's talk about what does that term mean, manufactured families. I know for me, when I think about it, what I'm thinking about is that we are building ourselves families that we want in our lives now because the world has shrunk. The world has gotten smaller with social media and all the forms of communication that we can have. It's so easy to connect with people outside of our immediate circle. You know, a long time ago in our history, it used to be whoever was living on the farm or nearby in walking distance, that's about all you had access to. And now that we're not limited anymore in the scope of who we can connect with and how we connect with them. So true. And I know for us as a couple, you know, it's not always easy because inviting new people into your uh, very vulnerable, close circle of your family is not an easy thing to do. Mm-hmm. But we've been blessed and lucky enough to be able to create our own family. Even though we love the family that we were born into, it's, it's been really powerful to be able to create something for ourselves and for our children. And I feel like it's helped us grow individually and as a couple by leaps and bounds Absolutely. because we're not limited to what we have access to in our original family like we don't feel stuck in that mold we can grow and go outside of that to develop ourselves mm-hmm. um, so what has that meant for you well it's interesting because Sandra and I are here together today and we were in the car saying how did we meet we, we can barely remember you know what it was through Facebook it was yeah, through me? Facebook yes. that we Social connected media. before we ever met face to face and um I'm actually thinking even again of another lady that I know in D.C. who I've never met face-to-face, but she's going on vacation with me actually this summer. Look at that! (laughs) Because we're such good friends who've never met face-to-face. But um, like you said, social media has allowed you to choose people that make you feel good and lift you and help you and support you. So even if you can't find that in your neighborhood, you can get that. Yeah. Yes, we thought stepped off the farm for sure. I don't know if I was ever on a farm, but <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm city. sure someone in your past was. I'm sure too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's why my family is on the outside and I moved away. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, but taking that seriously though, actually I want to add that. I do love members of my family as well, but we all have a crazy aunt, a crazy uncle. If it's yes. just me, mm-hmm. okay, I'll just say it's just me. No. But we all have somebody who's a little bit out there. Yeah. So this manufactured family idea means that you get to pick people that love you for who you are and are always in your corner. Yes. So that's the cool part. You choose. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And you can also choose your brand of crazy because in the family that we've built, that's we right. still have crazy aunts and uncles as a part of it. Right. But, but they're fun. Yeah. You want them there. Uh-huh. And you don't feel so bad getting rid of them. Yeah. You know, really, they love you so yeah. you can tell them bye and they'll right. be back next week. That's right. Right. <laughs> But Sandra, I know that you have a unique way. You and George have a unique way of building your community, too. Well, I have a huge family. Yeah. I come from a Haitian background, so we have a huge family. But what I realize is, like, I have this big family, 
but I'm still adding people to this family. I'm like, because I met so many people, really great people, and had really good connections, and then they just became friends, and we call them family now, like the friends and family. Yeah, because I have some family members. I was telling Stephanie, I'm like, I have family members, and I'm not that close to them as I am with friends that I've known for almost 15, Mm -hmm. 20 years, even though I'm only like 20-something. There you go. But, you know, but this is how, you know, the relationship ended up being so much stronger. Simone, it wasn't that funny. Thanks, Simone. We love you. So I built this connection with them, and it's just like I feel like I have this. I call it a tribe. Yes, that's exactly it. It's it's our tribe. We really, we really develop and find our tribe of like-minded people, of people who really resonate with our spirit. And I think that's a beautiful thing that our families don't have to meet our every need. And then we don't have to resent them for not being there for us in every way that we want. If they can't support us in everything that we feel is important for us, that we can create a presence in our life that will. And that is so true. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the beauty is that it's a diversity that oftentimes may not necessarily exist even in our own family. Mm-hmm. So when we create that outside of our family, because sometimes in our family, this is what we have. We may not always click with that because we come from it and say, well, you know, if I'm an American, but yet I, I have different culture upbringing, mm-hmm. but my friends are this and they're, you know, of another nationality, another race, and that doesn't quite exist in my family. That's the beauty of sometimes creating it because in this society, mm-hmm. we're not just one. We are so many that are becoming more like one, mm-hmm. um, but it's a beautiful melting pot. That's true. Yeah, and I feel like part of the reason this has become such a thing, where so many people are creating their families, building mm-hmm. their families, building their close their closest structure that integrates into their family yes. with their children. The children make friends, and it's almost like they have cousins. You know, I know for us that happens where. They, they build relationships with our friends' children. And even though they may be different ages, it's like they're, they're cousins and they yeah. look out for each other and they love each other and they, they take care of each other and miss each other when they're not together. I think one reason that this happened is because we used to go from this extended family living situation where we had grandma and mm-hmm. grandpa in the house or cl- really close by mm-hmm. and cousins and aunts and uncles, they all lived like really close by and it was very easy to maintain those relationships. Wow. And then we went to the importance of the nuclear family where everyone's responsible for themselves. Mm-hmm. I pay my bills, you pay your bills. <laughs> you know, I got my house. Do. Make sure you call before you come over. You mind your you business. <laughs> Don't, Don't touch my <laughs> You ain't borrowing my car. Don't borrow my car. It's like it became, <laughs> this is mine, that's yours. That's and we kind of, you know, lost that sense of community, even with our families, mm-hmm. which left us living in a silo. Yeah. And so I think the distance that some of these uh, changes in our society have created because of so many options, mm-hmm. you know, we have so many options available to us. And of course, the the uh, two-parent working household contributed to that because you didn't need to rely on your parents for so much anymore mm-hmm. and your siblings. And, you know, there was this sense of communal living with families a long time ago where that was natural. So somebody's the cook, somebody watches the kids, you know, somebody looks out for this, somebody looks out for that, somebody drives people around. Like, there was always, everybody had their role. One person's the peacemaker, the other one's the troublemaker. Like We, we have a lot of those. <laughs> we all had our roles and the sheep. stuff that, exactly, that we kind of were counted on for and we kind of moved away from that and said well I could do this on my own and so you can do this on your own so you go do your thing I'm going to do my thing and we kind of split off from being Mm -hmm. so intimate even with our own families Mm -hmm. and then living in this silo where it's just my family is important then I could easily move away I'm not as attached to the rest of the family. So everyone's split off in different parts of the country or different parts of the world or even different parts of the state, right, where Mm -hmm. it still takes a lot of time to get to. And living in that silo isn't as functional in the long term because there's no one to present themselves as an example outside of yourself. And there are no other examples of being a woman or being a man for your children that are close enough to them, that there's not anyone available there to challenge you as a man or to Mm. challenge you as a woman or support you as a woman or support you as a man. So that sense of extended support and growth was kind of lost. 
And so now I think we're getting back to being community driven and it's just getting difficult to find the community that we feel we can welcome into well, our world. Layla, as you're saying that, I'm thinking and I'm like, okay, when we're building our families, but I, I feel like that's the part that's missing with mine. Like if I'm building a family, now I'm going to peers. My, so I'm going to people that are my yes. age, that have my interests, mm. but we're losing out on the older aspect, the wisdom. Yes. Because even though I have that in my family, I may not be as close to them, but am I seeking out people that are older than mm. me for that wisdom? And I just realized, I'm like, really, I, I have not been connecting in that way when it comes to bringing family in. It's always somebody that's going to be either my age or a little bit yes. younger. That's so true. Yeah. And a lot even, of aunts and uncles, but no grandparents exactly. and that, that, that kind of exactly. generation. That is missing. That's, a missing, that's missing in a big yeah. way. Yeah. And so how do we handle that? Because even I think in our own families, in today's, again, social media can be a blessing and a curse. Right. In today's social media driven world where we're all on stage all the time, even some of our older family members are not as willing to open up and share their ugly. Yeah. They're not as willing to open <laughs> up and were. tell us, no. you know, what's, generation. what's real and what yeah. to look out for as we get older and how relationships change. And so having that, maybe we Well, they didn't to. teach me anything about this marriage thing. I'm it, really no, like, they did I'm like, you hey, y'all should have gave did. me a little more heads no. up about this the roadmap, right? I never thought yeah. that she said that. That's yeah. totally true. I want true. a blueprint they or something. That's your next show, what your parents taught you about marriage, because they didn't. We need to take responsibility now That's even though true. we're only in our 20s yes. we need <laughs> well, we yes. need to take responsibility for sharing that with passing the wisdom down the generation yeah. coming up so that it's not so much this is what it is and this is what you must do which is sometimes what our you know predecessors would want us to do but just to let them know this is what it was for us this is how we did it and this is how they did it, and this is how we know that they did it because we were with them in it. And just to be transparent, I think that transparency and authenticity is so huge and not worry about the judgment. You know what's interesting? As I get older, I feel, <clears throat> excuse me, I feel like I need that support of an older woman in my life. Mm -hmm. And um, it's funny because, as you said, my closest immediate family didn't necessarily talk to me about things that I want to know about now. Mm -hmm. But I actually have sought out a couple ladies that are older than me that I can go to and I do talk to about what I don't, when I don't know something's going on with my own husband, yeah. I don't know what's going on, you know, with work or whatever. I have sought out ladies that are maybe 10 years or maybe 20 years older than myself. I have three that I, that I contact and call and once in a while I have lunch with because I say, I'm losing it. I need somebody to just tell me what to do. What did you do during this? Stephanie, these times? can I borrow them from you? I no. was going to say, how did you find them? How did you find well, them? Well, you know what's funny? So one of them is actually my aunt, but we've always just, she's been the cool aunt my whole life. So yes. she's always been fun and we've always laughed. But I find as I'm getting older, I call her and I say, hey, you know, I'm really going through something. What did you do? Or what do you think about this? Mm -hmm. So she's a relative. But another lady is, uh, a manufactured family of my husband's when he was living someplace else he just happened to live next door to a neighbor who was from his same country and it's a couple they've been married 45 years so they're kind of the age of his parents wow. and so I go to her when I don't know what's going on with him I go and see her yes I do can I give her number out she's just for me y'all sorry That's it. <laughs> I don't want to spread her too thin no but um so you wanted to pick up the phone when you call I do okay. no but you know what's funny and then another lady I actually met through business and we were so cool and we clicked and it just became so easy that I asked her to become my business mentor because she was older than me. But we've known each other for like a decade now. So now I call her about other stuff sometimes. We'll have wine and, and uh, yes. just vibe so I can understand yes. how she did it. And sometimes I don't take their answers, but at least I get to hear from somebody else. That's yeah. it. It doesn't you know? mean that you have to do what other people say. Because even with my peers, they I, we don't always do what they think, and right, they don't yeah. always do what we think either. Mm -hmm. Even though they'd be better off if they did. But yeah. just um, <laughs> Everyone should listen Life to people at this table. Yes. <laughs> That's right. All of us. Okay. You know, one of the things that I was going to say is that, you know, that transition of, you know, that generation, oftentimes I look at our generation, <clears throat> whatever that age is, but if you really think about it, is the generation that grew up with, with parents that basically allowed the neighborhood to mm. discipline you. Truth. And when they discipline you, 
then they get home and they discipline you on top of that. And that generation grew up resentful that the community laid hands on you and that they said, when we have children, when we have children, we're not going to let anybody that is not yes. family touch them. Exactly. And then the silo began to spread more and more. And people don't understand how that ripples against the next generation oh, that yeah. is now basically saying, no, I'm going to raise my kids. Those are my kids. I tell them, and this mm -hmm. is how I'm going to raise them. I don't care. I tried that other generation. They didn't work for me. I didn't like it. I didn't like the way it feel. Mm -hmm. And now we're at a different turning point where we're not raising a child by village. Mm -hmm. And we're alone in that process. Mm -hmm. So we do need those aunties and those uncles mm -hmm. to come in, not necessarily to our rescue, but to bounce things off of. Mm -hmm. yeah, well, because there was so much going on, there's a, there's so much into that. There's so many layers when it comes into that specific topic. Mm -hmm. Because we had those where, you know, people were growing up saying they were molested by family members and mm -hmm. somebody hit them or, you know, or somebody yeah. was just really mean to them. And so as adults, we tend to either be you know, it, almost exactly like our parents, or we do the extreme. The extreme. We'll do the complete opposite. Overprotective. Because and, it bothered us yeah. what they did. So I think that sometimes, for me, I feel I have a village raising my child. I say that all the time. There yes. is definitely a village raising this child. But at the same time, it comes with rules. Ah, mm. absolutely. It definitely comes with rules. It's Boundaries not necessarily like, yeah. okay, you can go at anybody's house and at nope. any given time. You know, I have these aunties that look out for her, but I'm really funny about who really disciplines, quote unquote, disciplines right. her. Mm -hmm. So let's talk yeah. a little bit about that in our manufactured families. Um, what kinds of rules do you put in place mm. when you bring other people into your family and into your family life with your children, with your husband? Like, what kind of uh, protective factors do you put in place to keep your family safe? Well, like I said, for my child, it's more like there's not going to be anything physical. There's no physical discipline. Yes. If you take away her phone, good. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm okay yeah. with that, you know. But as for, like, physical, anything physical, I'm, let me do it. Yeah. That's how I feel. Okay. Let me do it. Um, with anything else, I think it's just a matter of trial and error. Mm -hmm. Because if you come into my circle and I feel that you're being disrespectful, and it could be with anything. You could be disrespectful with my home, with my husband, whatever – you're not invited back. Right. Mm -hmm. That's all there is to it. You're just not invited back. Yeah. So it, sometimes it is trial and error, but for the most part, I could say I've been lucky because we've had a good a good circle around us. Yes. You know, but I don't think I have any specific rules. Yeah. The funny thing is, I think that I'm just much slower to let people come into that close circle. I know a lot of people. I have yes. a very big outer circle. But you ain't coming in my house. <laughs> ah. I, really. And I'm not cooking for you unless I really, really love you. Because I don't even like cooking. Right. But what I'm saying is, so I honestly sort of, I never mentally evaluate it. It just sort of happens organically. But what mm -hmm. happens is, I start knowing you because we're out hanging, doing fun things together. Maybe I know you through business or maybe through some social thing, having a fun time. Then I meet you out of my house for a group barbecue, you know, and everything seems cool. And after some time, then I'll invite you to my house house for a barbecue at my home. Yes. But it takes time. And for me, we're talking about kids, but seriously, an older lady told me once, don't let no woman move up in your house with your man now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, okay. so it takes a lot. It's not that I'm untrusting of women. I love women. I work with women. But yes. I, I make sure that the women are trustworthy yeah. before they get trust up in my house. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. I agree exactly. with that. I think for us, yeah, with I don't our... trust women either. Oh Lord! <laughs> <laughs> for us, it's not, and, I'm not, and, and maybe my husband does the same thing with men. Before I don't know Never what he know. does. Maybe yeah. he's doing the same thing to make sure these dudes. Yeah. Are I have cool it differently enough. with the uh, with the children. I believe that as a, as a grown man, I look at it. If I, my wife always says, "Hey, um, if you're going to you know hang out with your friends, why don't you have them come over the house and have a few drinks?" And I'm like, "No, because they're girls." I have a teenager, oh, and I have a woman. Yeah, and yeah. when men drink, unfortunately, they yeah. will act a wow. different a different yeah. side of them. So even though it's my safe haven, I'd rather go and hang out with them mm. so that I can get up and leave when they start acting, Crazy. you know, nasty. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Mm. Anyway. That's yeah, deep. I think for us with our children, one of the rules that I've put in place and that we've put in place and agreed on together is that there isn't an adult who gets to have a relationship with our children without having a relationship with us. Exactly. Wow. There are so many times people who want to circumvent 
you as the parents to say, oh, I want a relationship Absolutely. with that child. Absolutely. You know, whether it's a teacher or whether it's uh, the spouse of a family member. Long lost uncle. A, yeah. You know, <laughs> no, no, no. Oh, I want to hang out with so-and-so and take them to a ball game or whatever. But, mm. but you haven't talked to me and my husband in forever. Like, do you even know who we are? Mm. What's okay for our children? No, you have to develop a close relationship with the two of us and be interested in us as people if you're an adult before you have access to my children. You know, it's that time again. I hate to cut everybody loose here, but um, we, get, it, we need man. to take a quick break. <laughs> and we're getting hot under the collar, and we're not even talking about sex. Uh, we'll come back to our discussion exploring manufactured families on the Pleasure Map here at the Own Your Power Studio after some sexy tunes. Just let me stay for the record 
Welcome back to The Pleasure Map. I'm Nelson. I'm here with my lovely wife, Layla, in the love nest. We've been talking with Steph Stanford and Sandra Sawyer about manufacturing our families, how and why that's even a thing today. Yeah, we're building our own tribes these days. But before we get back to our scintillating chat here in Layla and Nelson's love nest, Whoa. thanks go to Simone Kelly for being here with us to produce our show today. Woo! Yeah! In addition to running the Own Your Power Network, Simone is a business coach and spiritual healer, and she is an author. That's right. Yes, so she has a book coming out, and you should look out for that. It's involving adventure and intuition, so make sure you follow her. Sex, too. And tune in to her show <laughs> with Herman Dubois. They're always talking about sex over there, too. Lord. The Own Your Power Lifestyles Show. Before we took a break, we were really um, talking about, you know, one of the things Sandra mentioned was building a tribe. And I think, uh, you know, it kind of talked to me about, yeah, building that tribe in our community. It's it's really creating a family. Even though we're creating that family, we, we give them um, permission to sort of be our aunts and uncles, our brothers and sisters. Mm-hmm. You know, I know we have... Um, a family, uh, we call them the CFC, Couples for Christ, but it's a very religious one, and, and they are our family. They are. Mm-hmm. You know, they really are. We pray together, we cry together, we, we're there in each other's space and each other's household, and, and but there are boundaries. You know, there, there are clear boundaries. That, you know, we have a lot of folks in our other circle that we watch them, we have a great time with them, but when they get ugly and they start drinking and getting a little carried away, That's we when know. That's it gets fun. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, I'm, try, I'm looking for the exit, and she's like, another hour. She's like, we're just getting started. <laughs> this is when it gets good. Yeah. And, and I'm this like, wait, he's naked. You know? Stuff. Like, let's yeah. see what happens. Yeah, this guy's walking around naked, and it's like, okay, cover the kid's eyes. <laughs> I want to be invited. Not naked. He's got like a Speedo on, yeah. but he's playing wow. the guitar, so it looks like he's naked. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> pretty bad we want to come but <laughs> i got you know, pictures we do have elders in our yeah, yes, in our tribes that we build and that you know we we can count on and who give us that example and show us that example of what what life looks like so you know it's that kind of four minute mile where it's you don't know that you can do it until you see somebody else doing it yeah, right absolutely. and so it's nice to have that example of they're doing it even if they're doing it in a way that i wouldn't necessarily do it mm-hmm. i know it can be done yeah exactly. and sometimes that's hard to see these days now, what are some of the benefits of building your tribe and creating this family for yourself, just kind of manufacturing your world the way you want it to be? Yeah. Well, you were talking about you look at something like a four-minute mile, and so you are not sure you can get something done until you see somebody else. I found that when you talk to someone who's like you, when you can share your experiences, you don't feel like it's you alone going through it. I'm a stepmom, so I was laughing with some other people about stepmom experiences. I'm yes. hopefully not the evil stepmother. I think I'm okay at it. But um, <laughs> just laughing with other moms who are going through that, mm. I don't feel like I'm by myself. Just feeling like I can let it out and be honest about things, the good, the bad, and the ugly, because there's all, right? Yeah. But um, building a tribe means that there are couples you're in touch with. There are other families you're in touch with, other parents you're in touch with, but there are people that are just like you. And as you said, they might not be in your biological family. So it's making me feel like I'm not crazy. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And it's knowing that you have those people around you that you can be honest with. Yes. And they're not judging you because 
you know, they're going through the same stuff right. because they're like-minded and they're kind of in the same stage of life as you are, so they didn't yet forget that right. this is what it's like, you know, when they sometimes our elders think they know better. So yes. <laughs> sometimes our friends think it's they still, know better. Sometimes <laughs> our friends do, but it, there it doesn't feel like so much jeopardy there. Yeah. You're not as worried about losing the love, so you can be a little more free in how you speak to them and they can be a little more free in how they respond. So that's beautiful. Yeah, it just takes time to build that tribe. It yeah. just takes time. It you can't get frustrated. Time. You don't build have to work tribe, at it. Time and investment. And sometimes <laughs> it is risky. Getting yeah. vulnerable with people is risky and you oh, never yeah. know who's yes. going to talk about your business. So I always talk about my business out loud before anybody else can. Mm -hmm. So <laughs> You're brave. That's why you're hosting this show. You're brave. <laughs> so for you, Sandra, what have been some of the benefits for you? I believe because I'm into a lot of different things, I found out that there was a time where if my friends didn't want to do something or family didn't want to do something, it was kind of like, oh, okay, I don't have anybody to do this with. Yes. So now it's like I have different people for different things mm. you know what I mean so it's Love like that. if I if there's something I want to do and I want to go look at art then there's a group that like that and they can come and do that you know yes. but the day that I have the barbecue at my house of course everybody's there mm -hmm. but I think it's just kind of like I have specific people to do specific things with me yes without things feeling of like interest putting anyone out by exactly. saying well just come along because i like this exactly and I want mm -hmm. the whereas some people say they don't want to and i'm okay with that because yeah. i have somebody else that can, can do that yeah. with me that's yeah. huge yeah. that's a real benefit i hadn't thought of it till you outlined it that way but it's really true i have my wu-tang friends and i have my spiritual friends i'm part, yeah. of, the, I'm part of the wu-tang they're, they're, <laughs> they're not always the same simone says she's both but yeah you, you got to put me in the wu-tang now she's both too apparently <laughs> <laughs> That's a real benefit, that's true. I find that, just to expand on what you're saying there, is the diversity mm. is important. You know, whether it's diversity of interests, cultural diversity, you know. Professional. Ethnic, professional yes. diversity. Yes. Personality yes. diversities. Exactly. Like that's sometimes true. in our own families, you know, everybody kind of grew up sort of with the same values and the same stuff going on. And while we want to include people in our lives who have similar values to us, it's kind of nice to see how other people live and yes. what they do, and there's a certain element of leveling up with that. And that comes from people that have family members that have a lot of personality, but there's only one person. They have that multiple personality, so we have to go outside of that. Yes, I think I just said my age by saying that, Sybil. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but it's true that, you know, that diversity of professional, personality, ethnic, cultural, I don't think we live in a time anymore where, for, I want to believe anyway, for the most part, that we're only interacting and engaging only with the type of people that we are. We were raised by a certain group mm -hmm. of people or our family history. I think we have become so diverse as a family, as a community, that it just makes more sense. You know, to really diversify our friends, our, our professional, because exactly. yeah. we we can't we can't live in a silo. Mm -hmm. It just it, it, and it's it boring. Work. Yeah. I don't want anybody that's going to have all the same interests as me and do the exactly. same raised like me. Yeah. And I, it's just boring. Or the same profession. Yeah, even as, as an example for our children, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. It used to be that, okay, great-granddad was a lawyer, granddad was a lawyer, mm -hmm. dad was a lawyer, so I got to be a lawyer. That's you know, right. they went to this school, and then that one went to that school, and so yeah. I'm going to that school. You know, it just it feels like it gives our children more options to develop themselves to the mm -hmm. best of their ability and not mm -hmm. feel trapped in this world of do what everybody else exactly. before me did. And sometimes you're in your middle ages and you're still dealing with that yourself, trying That's to true. find what's right for you, whether it's a side hustle or it's your regular daytime job. So having this diverse tribe lets you have people that are maybe achieving more than you, yes. where you are right now, yes. or maybe just in a different area than you have been in before. Yeah, Girl, yeah. those people push me, and that's what I love. Because your family, they always look at you like you're the little sister or you're the mm -hmm. little brother. You could be 40, not that I am, but you could be whatever age, and your family still looks at you, though, like, as you said, Lily, you're the peacemaker, or you're the yes. funny one, or oh, you're the quiet one. But you are diverse. You're like an onion. You have mm -hmm. all these layers you can peel back. So having Still the first tribe, mm -hmm. yeah. Oh, that was good, Nelson. So <laughs> having this tribe pushes you even to be better than you thought you could be because exactly. people love you and they're encouraging you to come where they are. Yes, and that's the leveling up where sometimes our families are a little bit um, insecure or they're threatened 
That's that. right. You because know, you're stepping out of your role. Stepping out of mm-hmm. your role and mm-hmm. doing things outside of what they think you should be doing or are capable of doing. Right. And they mean lie. well. It's yeah. not because they're bad people. Right. They mean well, but they know well, we've only been good at it to this level, so yes. what makes you think you could do any better? Mm-hmm. And then it, the challenge that they're presenting you is not a productive or challenge. Or they're right. used to seeing you one way. That's, That's right. it. They don't know the other side. That's I right. always say I don't really like to present in front of family and friends. I really don't. I won't yeah. present it's uncomfortable it in is front of family and friends because I'm like limiting. they're like girl we know you you wear one socks in the morning exactly. and you know, so it's like it's, they see a different sign one sock yeah, yeah. <laughs> one sock. don't mind yeah. her business <laughs> whereas if it's a group of strangers I'm almost more comfortable talking to a group of strangers than people I know yeah. that's yes. true that's yeah. very true yeah. it's almost like doing that even with your peers you know sometimes a lot of people would tell me well how do you get up there and talk to a group of people that are, you know, your peers, people that you know, I still get nervous mm-hmm. because those are my peers, and therefore they're the ones that feed me. Mm-hmm. You know, you know. And to me, when Steph was talking about how sometimes you have to surround yourself with people that are going to inspire your passion, sometimes it doesn't come from our family, right? So it comes outside mm-hmm. of ourselves mm-hmm. because if it existed in our family, we would be complete. But in some mm-hmm. cases, when we feel that there is that emptiness or void or more to life. It may not necessarily be empty. It might be there's more to it. Mm -hmm. Then we look at other people that are inspiring to us, Mm -hmm. that drive us in the same direction of where perhaps we see ourselves going. Mm -hmm. And And it gives you power to do more. Absolutely. There's nothing wrong with that. I think that's that's needed. Yes. And we all succumb, as humans, we succumb to the power of influence. Mm -hmm. And when we live in this, as we're calling it, a silo, where you're kind of just a family existing alone, there's only so much in your family that provides the influence. And when it doesn't come from multiple sources, sometimes the influences become stronger outside the family. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then when you don't provide a rich circle that's extended, whether for yourselves as individuals or for if your spouse doesn't provide it for himself or herself and you don't provide it for your children, they're going to find it wherever they find it. And the world is bombarding them. The the world is bombarding them with all of these messages that we don't necessarily Mm -hmm. agree with or value. Mm. And so it's important for us to expand our unit and involve other people who do have similar values to us, who can reinforce some of the things that we say, even when they don't know we've already said it. Yeah. You know, so if I'm a woman and my husband has his guy friend and his guy friend has his wife and he's over at his house talking about what's going on between us and our marriage and she chimes in, you know, and she says things, that's an extended family member saying she may not know what my perspective is, but she knows the woman's perspective. Oh, I love it. Mm-hmm. She's your personal cheerleader and uh, PR, right. PR executive. Yeah, right. <laughs> that's right. So if it's just the two of us yes. locked in this space, he's going to think, you're just crazy because you're a woman and there's no truth behind what you're saying oh, yeah. and you're just trying to manipulate me and you're I'm sorry we didn't actually have this discussion <laughs> <laughs> I'm Nelson's good. like but it sounds familiar <laughs> wasn't that last week it <laughs> sounds familiar <laughs> no I, I was just going to add that what I, what I see a shift in is from peer pressure to peer pleasure Oh, how beautiful. Yeah. You really think about it, it, it in a way people can look at it from a negative perspective and say, you know, it's a lot of peer pressure. Well, there needs to be a lot of peer pleasure. How do we complement? Mm-hmm. How do we now exist with our peers that are um, is inspiring us to be better of ourselves? And oftentimes that comes when they come without judgment mm-hmm. and they come with love. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when your spouse may not be as comfortable going to their sibling or to their mm-hmm. parent because they don't want to divulge personal information or have your their own life be judged because that's kind of where we are right now, and they go to someone who they feel they can take that confidence in, it's important for them to be able to do that. Mm-hmm. So they're not locked inside their own mind and their own judgment, and they get to hear someone else's perspective, whether they believe it or not. But at least you can have that look at, well, okay, I'm not crazy, but she's not crazy either. Mm-hmm. You know, okay, he agrees with me as a dude, but she also sees her perspective, and they didn't exactly. talk about this. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, and it's the same for our children. It's reinforcement sometimes. Nelson and I will say things to our children, and then they'll talk about it with one of our friends, and our friends will kind of parrot back mm-hmm. our perspective to them. Mm-hmm. And that reinforces it as opposed to them going and talking to their friends 
because they're not talking about this necessarily with their um, with adults. They're talking about it with their peers, their peers. Mm -hmm. and their peers are going to see it only from their perspective. Exactly. And so it's important to have that rich leveling of other people who can influence their lives because none of us are only going to believe in that one other person who's closest to us who sometimes we feel like is in it for themselves. I love yeah. you bringing this up because it's making me think of many stories. You know when you're a kid and your mom makes macaroni and cheese or maybe she made paella. I don't know. Yeah. It's very diverse in South Florida. But anyway, so <laughs> your mom cooks some food. You eat it every week, whatever. You don't care too much. You go to your best friend's house. Her mom makes the exact same dish. Oh my God, this is the best food I've ever had in my life. <laughs> And the same when your child goes to has to do chores in your house. Oh, it's so exhausting. My life oh, is ruined. Yes, I have to sweep yes. the floor. But if I go to somebody else's house and their mom said, could you take the trash out for me? No problem. Yes. The point of this is that in our own world, as you said, Layla, you feel like someone's pressuring you and you're being judged and it's boring and this is every day. But when you get in a different environment, then you didn't hear the message before, but you hear it now because right somebody now. else said it. Yes. And I'll share a very short personal anecdote from my own life because I think I'm keeping it real. We all have to, right? Yeah. Keep, we're going to help people. This is what we need to do. So I have a girlfriend. My husband and I work together in the family business in addition to speaking and stuff that I do. And so I have a girlfriend who's all about me. She's on my side, but they're good friends as well. Mm -hmm. And so every once in a while she tells him, do you know how good your woman is? I wouldn't take none of that. You better treat her right. And when our anniversary came up, he, told, he she told him, you better go buy her this bag. She works way too hard for you, and no other woman would do it. So <laughs> he did. <laughs> I didn't know she did that. I didn't ask her you to do see? that. But he That's listened to her. Yeah. So Good anyway, fun. I know if I need something done, really done, I call her and say, could you call yeah, But that's peer pressure. That's, pl that's peer pressure. That's peer pleasure. pleasure. Yeah. Because it's coming in a positive way. It's <laughs> an outside source, right? It also sometimes conveniently works the reverse. Ooh. where um, mm -hmm. no but in a good way where sometimes your husband or your children will go to somebody else's house and they'll make that same mac and cheese and it's like oh this doesn't taste like <laughs> <laughs> and taste they like develop mama's... a new appreciation for what they got going on at talk home talk about it Layla. like okay I'm at my friend's house and his wife is slightly crazier than mine <laughs> talk about it Layla. maybe I should be grateful for the kind yeah. of crazy I got going on at home because this, I don't know if I could deal with this kind <laughs> this is your next show you gotta have to dedicate hours to that conversation <laughs> That's fabulous. <laughs> Benefits of tribe, honey, yes. That's right. Any final thoughts on building your tribe and manufacturing your own brand of family before we kind of wrap this up? I want to give you enough time. I just think it's, it's, it's really important to just reach out and make that connection with people. You're not going to build a tribe sitting home, being solo, being this one woman, you know, they keep saying, like, I hear people say, I did this on my own. I did the, no such thing. Nobody mm -hmm. ever did anything wow. on their own. Good point. I think wow. all of my success, all of my happiness comes from people helping me. I didn't, I never did tribe. anything by myself. Yes. I would love to say that, but that's not the truth. So, yes. but you have to go out there and, you know, connect with the right people, with the right people. people. That's mm. the important. And part. you have an amazing tribe. Yes, I that do. you share. My child called Matt. <laughs> <laughs> the vibe. That you share. You basically built this, and mm -hmm. it started off as close friends, right? Oh yeah. And it's grown to include people from all walks of life, all and, over. We yeah. started with three couples for our couples retreat, and so now it's growing, and oh, so yeah. there's more and more people coming, and they're connecting, and they're making friends. So we're like, sometimes we hear they hung out, and we're like, hey, wait a minute. Why, <laughs> why did you guys hang out? Yeah. So it's yeah. growing. It's growing. Because they get together, and they find people that they want to invite in their intimate exactly. circle, even though they met in this larger group. Exactly. Because that's what you do. You put on these couples retreats and date nights, and you guys even went away. Yes. Like, tra you travel oh, together. Oh, yes, this we travel big together group now. Of people. Yes. And you do that and get everyone involved in creating their circle. It's a beautiful thing once you see it. Like, I sit back, and I watch it, and I'm like, wow. Look at these people connecting and they're, you know, they're learning from each other. So yes. I, that's like my joy just watching that right there. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I think that's awesome. I've attended her events and been there and helped participate. Oh, yeah. And they're really fun. And what I want to say is what I experienced there is a little bit like what you experience in real life. When I first walked in, I felt like all these people know each other. I don't know any of them. So I just kind of sat back quietly, which is not like me. But, <laughs> but after just honestly maybe 15 minutes, the warmth started. People just had to have a moment to get to know me, and I had to have a moment to get to know them. Yeah. So when you're building a manufactured family or expanding your tribe, it takes time. It does. And it has to feel good. And so go with your gut. Take chances and risk. Go to couples retreats. Do fun things. New places with new people. Mm -hmm. And slowly allow them to get closer to you. It's yeah. trust. 
I love exactly. that. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Be bold and be brave. Mm-hmm. Don't keep yourself locked away out of fear, right? Right. So you know, remind everyone how everyone can get in, you know, connected with you real quickly. My name is Sandra Hollaby Sawyer. And um, you can go on Facebook. Our, my company is called I Am Set, S E T. I Am Set. I'm Steph Stanford, and I'm all about self-love, relationship love, and life love, because I believe those are the three pillars to get you anywhere you want to go. And you can find me at stephstanford.com or on Facebook, Stephanie Stanford. Awesome. Lovely. Wow. Thank you so much, ladies. Thank Thank you you both for being here. This is a great chat. Thank you for having us. Well, as in most things, men and women view and experience life and its intricacies so differently. Ultimately, we do want the same things but we approach things so differently. My deepest desire in my work with couples is that they come to a place of acknowledgement and celebration of the unique gifts that we each have to offer and develop symbiotic relationships that honor the gifts of the masculine and the feminine without judgment. So I wanna thank you, my honey, for being mm-hmm. here with me today. You're very welcome. Thank you for having me at your time, as always, with that beautiful black dress, <laughs> which will be taken off later. What? Oh. what? No, she's going to take it off. Or... <laughs> so we're going to leave the room. <laughs> In addition to being a devoted <laughs> and dedicated husband and, and father to our three children. That's how they came about. <laughs> Nelson is a certified addiction professional. National prevention speaker and trainer. He teaches classes locally here in South Florida for addiction professionals to get their state certification. And you can check him out at AIPmentor.com. Remember to check out my Blissful Woman and Man of Passion membership groups and look at my direct love and intimacy coaching and online relationship programs at LaylaBlackwell.com. And if you haven't already, Order your copy of She Loved Herself by Suki Eleuterio, where I'm a contributing author and I explain how I live guilt-free and how you can too. It's now on Amazon in digital and hard copy. Also, look out for Essential Wisdom coming up soon. Uh, Essential Wisdom, Personal Development and Soul Transformation. I am one of the featured authors and my chapter in this book is on playing with masculine and feminine energy to create more dynamic, intimate relationships. You're not going to want to miss this one. Please connect with me on Facebook. I'm Layla Blackwell and Layla is spelled like in Hawaiian lay, double L-A. And sign up on the pleasure map on Facebook too while you're there and keep in touch with what we've got going on. The Own Your Power Radio Network is a 24-hour network of personal and business development. They also have R&B, soul, and eclectic groove to keep you in a good mood. Ow! 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 Be sure to check out all of our shows on ownyourpowerlifestyle.com. Until next time, remember love is an adventure. You can't remain guarded, protected, secure, and safe, and experience the ultimate passionate, powerful love. Live with heart. Good night. Like us on Facebook at Own Your Power Radio or follow us on Twitter at Own Your Power. Remember, anything you want is attainable. Own Your Power.